Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, um, let's see here, April 19th, 2017, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 28. In Chapter 2, There is a Solution. We will be reading and commenting on the third and fourth paragraphs, beginning with the distinguished American psychologist through, but most of us favor such membership. Today's readers are Sherry S., Carrie M., Lauren N., and Deb W., Our newcomer greeter is Suzanne W. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, April 18, 2017, are 9.848 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting and 9.849 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sherry S. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning. This is Sherry S. from Massachusetts, compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact natures of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all in our affairs. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Sherry S. I will now ask Carrie M. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Hi, my name is Carrie M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Boston. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Oh, thank you, Carrie M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 28. In chapter 2, there is a solution. We will be reading and commenting on the third and fourth paragraphs, beginning with the distinguished American psychologist through, but most of us favor such memberships. I will now ask Lauren N. to get us started. Good morning, Team Wednesday. Um, this is Lauren N. Can you hear me okay? 
I do hear you, Lauren Ann. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay. The distinguished American psychologist William James, in his book Varieties of Religious Experience, indicates a multiple of ways in which men have discovered God. We have no desire to convince anyone that there is only one way by which faith can be acquired. If we, if what we have learned and felt and seen means anything at all, it means that all of us, whatever our race, creed, or color, are children of a living creator with whom we may form a relationship upon simple and understandable terms as soon as we are willing and honest enough to try. Those having religious affiliations will find there's there here nothing disturbing to their beliefs or ceremonies. There is no friction among us over such matters. We think it no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify themselves with as individuals. This should be entirely personal, an entirely personal affair with which each one decides for himself in the light of the past associations or his present choice. Not all of us join religious bodies, but most of us favor such memberships. Hi, I'm Lauren N., Compulsive Overeater and Sugar Addict. Um, this reading to me is so poignant because I I came into these rooms oh probably being honest probably ten times and ran right out when I heard the word God. I thought, oh, it's another religion. And only when I was brought down to my knees in this disease did I realize that this is a not, not about religion, that I can follow the religion of my choice or not follow the religion of my choice but I can still believe in everything. And I found a God. I found a God that is with me all the time. I practice religion, but it's not as important to me as this knowledge that I am not alone all the time. I'm not, I'm always surrounded by loved ones in the fellowship and always surrounded by a God of my understanding. And the God of my understanding does not follow a strict definition. The God of my understanding 
loves me and takes care of me no matter where I am and loves my family and takes care of my family no matter where they are. They have their own higher power and I have mine. And mine will help me get to a better place and has helped me get to a a place where I never thought I'd be. I never thought I'd talk on this line. And here I am reading. I never thought I'd have these fellows and have this sobriety and never thought I'd be able to have this sobriety. I've been listening every day since last summer, probably July, maybe June. And I thought, you guys have it, and how do I get it? And I've got it. Thank God for this program, and thank God for everyone in this in these rooms, and thank God for my life and sobriety today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lauren. And yeah, who would like to share on what Lauren read this morning? Matt M. Larry M. Larry K. Kathy K. Kathy K. Vasa O. Melissa C. O. Melissa C. Dorita P. Marita P. Katie G. Katie G. Okay, why don't we let it go at that, and then if there's time, we'll open up the floor again. So I'm going to list who I have in this order, Matt M., Larry K., Kathy K., Vasa O., Melissa C., um, I think I said Marita, but perhaps it's Dorita P., and Katie G. Okay, Matt M., go right ahead. Hi, thank you, Rebecca, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Well, we have no desire to convince anyone that there is only one way in which faith can be acquired. Let me tell you, when I first came in the room 10 years ago, I walked in, I started hearing all this God talk. I thought it was a cult. I swear, I thought it was going to be brainwashed into a new way of living. And I, I walked right, I, I stayed around, but I, I, almost, I almost shut my mind off to spiritual terms, like it says in the spiritual experience of appendix. I almost was contempt prior to investigation. I didn't want to hear anything that had to do with what I, what I thought was religion because the way I was raised. You know, and, and the beliefs I was raised with are very hypocritical the way I was raised with. My family forced me to go, but they never went. So it's like, you know, I didn't want to deal with anything with religion. But now I realize I've been in the room for 10 years, and that's significant. That's significant for me. I've never stuck with anything for 10 years that long, you know. I wish I could say I was absent. I wish I could say I was recovered, but I definitely have persistence and perseverance under inner me. That stubbornness, inner stubbornness has worked for me because I never left the rooms. I've been on the outskirts a couple times, but I never fully left the rooms, and I'm grateful for that. And I know this this program can work for me as long as I take it one day at a time and be willing to take certain steps. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of musts in the program, and I do have to give the put, keep the food down and put it down and also work the steps with a sponsor, a qualified sponsor who knows what they're doing. And um, 
I do want to form that relationship up simple and understandable terms. I want to, I don't want to form one. I know I have one because I'm telling you all the things I've put my body through. I really should be dead by now, so I'm really grateful I have a higher power that's kept me alive for whatever reason they seem fit. I'm not going to question it because they know better than I do. <laughs> but uh, when you put yourself through as much stuff as I did, you know, almost destroying your digestive system and almost destroying, destroying my, my, my immune system, it's that, that there is something watching over me because that's that really I really should be dead ten times over. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. I have the ability to follow this program on faith, and I know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a better relationship with my higher power as I go along through the program. And with that, I will pass. Thanks, Matt M. Uh, before Larry K. Um, takes a turn, if if you're not Larry K. Could you make sure your phone is muted? Because I think I hear an unmuted mic. Go ahead, Larry Kay. <laughs> Good morning. I am Larry Kay. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive reader from, from Chicago. Can you hear me all right, Rebecca? I hear you, Larry. Okay, good, good, good. Thanks so much for your service. So um, what we read here... Uh, you know, it says, of course, we think it of no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify with themselves as individuals. So we don't, we don't care. Um, this should be an entirely personal affair. So what one of the beautiful things about our fellowship is that you can recover. Are, 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 you, uh, are you Christian? You can recover. You can are you, are you are you Jewish? Are you, yes, yes, this is for you too, Muslim. Um, you can recover as well. Are you atheist? You can recover. We, um, and the reason I say it, I don't speak with any authority other than what's in the book. Um, from my experience, I've seen all people of all theological orientations, uh, some that, that, uh, that are adverse to any theological orientation, um, I've seen them recover if they work this practical program of action. Now, I've also seen these people change in ways where they're brought into an alignment with the higher power of their understanding, not my understanding, of their understanding. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen this stuff work. And here's the thing that every single one of them with this change, every single one of them, the obsession, the, the mental twist has been extracted right out of them. And as long as they follow the instructions, lean into the steps, live the steps, every day they continue to change. Their spiritual awakening, their psychic change continues to evolve. I know mine has. It's not the same as it was 10 years ago. It's, it's evolved. It gets better. It truly gets better in the midst of calamity and challenge and all sorts of things in life. But it's so beautiful, this program. Can you imagine if this program was only for a certain chosen few? You know, um, we are all-inclusive. We are never exclusive. And that's the beauty. That's why we can all be on here. We're all welcome. <laughs> We're not a glum lot. Uh, but I, I was glum when I was still owned and enslaved and tethered to the food. Certainly I was, was glum when I had not changed. But today... By the grace of God, by the grace of my higher power, and these steps, these actions, 
I'm a changed man. I'm not the same man that I used to be. Been restructured, brought into alignment with my higher power. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous in this process. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry Kay. Kathy Kay, you're next. <clears throat> Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. This is Kathy Kay, recovered in Boston. Um, I really love these paragraphs. They remind me um, of my journey and how far I've come. Uh, probably the first five times I read it, um, I just skimmed over it and moved on and tolerated it. And um, it wasn't until I actively started working the steps and my sponsor asked me to uh, write a definition of my higher power um, that I began to discover a way to relate to this concept or this force that I hadn't had for um, all of my life prior. The other thing I'm so grateful for is that seed of willingness, which... um, gave me uh, enough motivation to actually start asking my fellows, what is your concept of a higher power or God, and how did you come to it? And um, in asking this question, I discovered how many different ways there are um, And, you know, it was a long process, and it's not over yet for me. Um, I still, on a daily basis, practice prayer, invest in this relationship, um, make sure I express my gratitude for the presence of God in my life. Um, And uh, that relationship continues to grow. So um, what um, William James describes here and what Bill describes here um, has so much truth. Uh, It's just a matter of being willing. Um, And I just love hearing over and over again every time we pass through this page uh, the paths that people have taken. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Kathy Kay. Vasa O. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And it it means that all of us, whatever our race, creed, or color, are the children of a loving creator with whom we may form a relationship upon simple and understandable terms as soon as we we are willing and honest enough to try it. And um, I'm just so grateful that God led me into Overeaters Anonymous. And I felt so special. I remember saying, oh, out of all these people out there in the world, I was led in the program. And uh, it's such a gift for me. But, you know, we are, you know, God, you know, we are all God's children. God brings a lot of people in the programs. And some of them want it accepted or some don't or some are just struggling and waiting you know to get it and it doesn't matter you know to me like to me 
when I heard this was a spiritual program, not a religious program, I was so excited. I mean, I did go to church at times, but I don't think I would have gotten what I've gotten here in you know in the, this big book in my programs. I would have never gotten what I'm getting from here. So I mean, to me, church is I come to church every single day, pretty much, you know, and I go to church every once in a while. But this is this is what I get, you know, what I need, and I'm not mocking, you know, this wonderful things that we hear at the church. But I also know people that go to church and are struggling with food addiction, and they don't believe in the 12-step programs because they they don't hear their God of understanding, you know. And I just pray for those kind of people, you know. I just, you know, I met God right here. I met God in my bathroom when I surrendered and uh, with a food addiction. And I asked God to help me and to forgive me for my sins, whatever, I, my higher power. You know, I was very confused. I, I just did what people told me to do, and I did. And I, it was just amazing. I, I was hit over my head. Yes, you know, this is, you know, my program. This is where I find God. And gradually I started surrendering. surrendering with the, I, I surrendered with the food addiction 150%, but with my life and my will, was very gradual surrender because I was I, I had trust issues. And, uh, yes, I thought this was maybe a cult, and I was very cautious when I came in the 12-step programs. I, in those days, 30 years ago, they used to serve coffee, and I was afraid to even take a cup of coffee. I was afraid somebody might slip something in my coffee. But I thank God I kept coming, and I... And the food obsession is lefted and left, and just, I'll wrap it up. I'm just so grateful just to follow the directions I see laid in the big book, and I pass. Thanks, Fasa O. Melissa C. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, yeah, I... You know, for a long time, um, you know, take what you want and leave the rest. I wanted to leave God. You know, any time I heard God or higher power, um, I kind of rolled my eyes at it um, and then wondered why I was still suffering. You know, I thought I was somehow better than God-believing people. You know, I saw myself as superior. Um, and I couldn't have been more um, mistaken, you know. And... Um, Pain and desperation um, for me was the seed of willingness, you know, that I finally became willing enough, um, desperate enough to say, you know, maybe I don't know everything. And for me, you know, God started with a little bit of um, willingness and hope. I had a little bit of hope, and, um, and that was enough, you know. And so when I think about a relationship, you know, when you form a relationship with anybody or anything, um, it has to start somewhere. You know, it, it's got to start with a little bit of, of faith, a little bit of hope, a little bit of trust. And this incredible higher power um, has only proved, you know, to be more and more um, trustworthy for me. And so anytime 
that I come across a dilemma or a problem, um, you know, I'm reminded the only way to grow my relationship is to put it in this power's hand. And whenever my belief about this higher power um, isn't big enough for me to trust this higher power, then I'm the thing that needs to change. I need to become more willing, more trusting. And as I come to rely more and more on this power, more and more this power grows, you know. And so, yeah, the food is down. The food's a non-issue. You know, I shared yesterday that I was struggling with something with my daughter. You know, the amazing thing is that um, I can honestly talk about it and I get such um, comfort and support and guidance from the fellowship and from my higher power. And in the midst of all this, food never entered my mind, you know. And that's, that's an incredible miracle that I can be uncomfortable and lean into this relationship I have with this God. And that's what gives me the comfort that I need and no longer the food. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Dorita P. Hi. Hi. Yes, that's me, Dorita P. I know you had to mix up with the names, but it, it is Dorita P. And I'm from Cleveland. And I'm really grateful to be here. Um, yeah. Um, you know, we can live, uh, you know, with unsolved problems. Um, yeah, um, higher power. When I came in, uh, back in, well, I came to my first fellowship back in 1995 and I was, um, I was angry at God, you know, um, a few people, I don't know, four or five people had died in two years. So people, uh, close to me were just dying. Uh, and so I was angry with God. And, um, you know, I said, well, if there is a God, he sure hasn't done anything for me. So I'm going to live as if there is no God. And for me, living as, living, uh, living as if there is no God uh, to me means uh, that I would just treat people, you know, any kind of way I'm not, uh, you know, making sure I treat people right. Um, and so the first mention of God or higher power is in step two. Um you know, so I, I, you know, I, I guess I said to myself, well, can I get, you know, I couldn't get with the first part of step two, but like, could I get with the second part of step two? You know, do I believe I'm insane? You know, in order to, you know, believe you need to be returned to sanity, you know, you have to believe that you're insane first. So, you know, um, so, you know, looking at my behavior with the food and not just with the food, but with, with the rest of my life, you know, I came you know, to believe that I wasn't sane. Um, and then I heard a person share too a uh, little while ago uh, today that, you know, uh, something about, you know, the, the desperation. You know, I was desperate. You know, I say, you know, if my sponsor, um, I'm sorry to keep saying you know, I'm sorry. Um, if my sponsor had a, said, uh, Dorita, stand on your head, uh, three times a day, you know, I would have tried to do that. Um, but I, um, 
I mean, that's just how desperate I was. You know, I was almost 300 pounds, and I was gaining weight. I wasn't losing. So uh, I'm grateful that I did come to believe in a power greater than myself, and I'm grateful, too, that this is not a religious program. It's a spiritual program. So, you know, I can believe whatever I want to believe, you know, as long as I believe that there's something greater than me outside of me. Because I know it's not me. Because, you know, if it was me who lost 100 pounds, I would have lost it, you know, years ago. I wouldn't have been a fat kid. I definitely wouldn't have been a fat teenager. So I know it's not me. Um, So I'm just really grateful for this program. I could go on and on for days and weeks about what this program has done for me. Um, And I say, you know, not only was I able to lose 100 pounds, but it's been off for 10 years. And, um, Okay, I'll I'll wrap up. Um, I can't think of what I was going to say, but anyway, so thank you. Just thank you for letting me share. Oh, I know I was going to say I was, you know, you know, I had a, you know, I didn't share on this, on this line, you know, uh, because of fear, but, um, you know, I'm comfortable sharing now. Uh, And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Dorita P. I'm glad you are comfortable sharing now. Katie G. Good morning, Rebecca. May I be heard? I hear you, Katie. Wonderful. Setting my timer. Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic, calling in from Boston. And yeah, I mean, I think I had, for me, I had such a hard time with God because my mind was blocked and I just learned and felt and saw that there's no way that there's a God who loves me. Like I had so much shame and self-pity and self-hatred. Like how could a God ever love me for the kinds of things that I've done, for the, the kind of, you know, the family that I came from, the things that went on in my childhood. And what I just, I, I can't get enough of about this book is like it unblocks me from all my old ideas. And it tells me like, I get to form a relationship with God that's not based on anybody else's disease and, excuse me, not disease, that was an error, um, on anybody else's conception, right? And it's the same with our sex conduct, right? Like our sex conduct, we don't get to judge others, right? It's about our selfishness and how are we behaving. We don't, we're not the arbiter. And that is so beautiful. Like you guys, all of us, all of us. Whatever, whoever you are, wherever you're coming from, you get to form this relationship. And what is it based on? Willingness and honesty, like the how of the program, right? Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, entire abstinence, and the steps. And over time, like in the beginning, people told me to act as if, and you all might hate that phrase, but for me, that's where I started. It, I just started saying, thank you, God. And I don't even know when it happened, but all of a sudden, thank you, God, became, hey, God, I got to talk to you about this. Um, When I went through the steps, when I became unblocked, like I can't, um, I have to, I can't form this relationship with God if I'm blocked by my selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Um, And that, um, you know, now today, like, I love in in another part of the book, it says, be quick to see where religious people are right. sorry, make use of what they offer. And I love that I can call all of you and say, you know, I'm welcoming spiritual considerations around this. You know, how do you 
talk to God about things like this? How do you expand? And it's all of you, you know, that I find God with skin on that, that helped me think of new ways. Like all of you who've influenced my program, who've influenced my relationship with God. And, and yeah, me too. Like if you're sitting on this line and you're listening and you're, you know, you know, the fire is in your belly. Yeah, me too. And you know what else? If the fire isn't in your belly, you get to have a relationship with God too, even if you think there's no such thing. Like that is the beauty. So I'm going to keep showing up one day at a time, shoulder to shoulder, and um, see where my relationship with God gets to grow because of this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, KDG. Okay, the floor is open for more people who would like to share. Janice um, S. R. Did I hear Janice M? Janice R. Excuse me. Tina S. Excuse me. Please. Only Janice M. Did I hear Janice M? Oh, Rebecca, you did. Good hearing. Thank you, Janice M. And who did I hear after Janice M? Tina S. R. Amy M. Tina S. And who did who came in after Tina S? Nessa R. Nessa R. Amy M. C. Something M. C. Amy M. C. Amy M. C. Anyone Julia after C? Amy? Julia C. Okay, I'm not and sure if we have time for more than that. Was it Agnes? Candice B? Candice B. Okay, why don't we go with these because I have a feeling we're going to run out of time. Janice M, Tina S, Nessa R, Amy M, C, Julia C, and Candice B. Janice M, go right ahead. And a good morning to you, um, Rebecca, and everyone. My name is Janice M, and I'm from Massachusetts, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, I can say, because by the grace of my God, that I'm a miracle, but what the real miracle is, is this program, is OA and the 12 steps, because this is where I first received hope. Uh, oh my God, my, my, um, okay. I received hope and a possibility for every one of us, every single one of us to get recovered. So that's the miracle because it says in this paragraph, we, it mentioned it four times. So when they're talking about their experience, there was nobody in the program for 30 years that I heard that said to me, Janice, you know what? You're going to have to understand a God. Uh, let me see. You're this religion. You're going to have to do this. And then there was debate or, um, you know, discussion. None of that ever, 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 ever. They just said to me, if you need a power that you can find a solution, you know, because I lost all power. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't do this anymore. So I was out of choices. I was out of control. I was out of a power, me, me. Um, it didn't work anymore. So I really needed something. I needed a power. It, it wasn't in books. It wasn't in the, even in the fellowship. I mean, I heard, but I wanted to know what the, how they got it. So what I say here is, you know, it's all about becoming spiritual, which means it's nothing of this world. Yeah, we all need to be, well, we all need money. We all need air, uh, you know. 
we have to we have a job but the real recovery is in the spirit because i have a spiritual malady um and then once i straighten out with this spiritual malady i will overcome and straighten out physically mentally physically mentally and physically <laughs> whichever comes first whatever but it's usually physical um, you know, and this power was always in me. Anyway, I just had to get it out by unblocking all my character defects. I didn't even know I had any. Well, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But it was always inside of me. And they talk about the design for living. Well, I was the designer <clears throat> for my life. And guess what? <clears throat> it didn't work. Food plans didn't work by itself for me. I had to get a designer, whom I call God at this time, um, my higher power, to help me with this design of living. Every design, I don't care if you paint or if you sew or whatever, um, you need a designer. And my designer today is I call him Fine. God as I understand him. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice. Um, Tina S., your turn. Thanks, Rebecca. Uh, Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow, some great shares. You know, I could really relate to, um, I don't want to cross-talk, who shared about, um, you know, for the longest time, I kind of just tolerated these paragraphs. You know, I, um, I'd i listen and I thought, well, you know, I, w- I was raised uh, in a religion and, and I, I'm not practicing in that religion today. And so I think when I, when I initially, when I initially read this, this is actually what I thought, you know, cause I had read the, I tried to read the book varieties of religious spirit experience by William James, and I did not find my God there. So, you know, I was kind of, uh, you know, like I said, tolerated this paragraph, but you know, today, um, you know, when I wrote, that conception of God and somebody else had shared this you know my sponsor said now act as if that is your God and you know and I was always taught that we act our way into right thinking there's no thinking our way into right acting or I had done that a long time ago um, but by acting my way into right thinking eventually I started to cultivate this relationship with a power greater than myself you know not only morning and night but throughout the day and what a gift because i never thought that would happen and and then today you know it talks about you know uh, uh, we could re, you know make this relationship upon simple and understandable terms and that's what happened for me you know i was willing to just start where i was i didn't have to be any place else because i always thought that i had to be better than you know but i had to i could just start right where i was and today i have a relationship with a power greater than myself that is beyond my wildest dreams and he does for me what I certainly cannot do for myself. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Tina S. Nessa R. Thank you. Good morning. Um, vision for you. It's Nessa R. Recovered in Toronto, Canada. Happy to be back on the line um, after a whole slew of uh, of, of Jewish holidays, and I like what's been shared so far. You know, the fact that uh, this is not a religious program, it's a, it's a spiritual program. I, um, I've always had God. I've always had a strong belief in God, um, and I followed um, Jewish religious practices. But I, I never, prior to uh, my spiritual awakening, had a real relationship with God. You know, if religion was enough, then I would have been recovered a long time ago. And not only that, um, 
there would be no um, addicts of any kind who are religious in any denomination. And, and we know that there are. There are all kinds of addicts and all kinds of um, religions. So, so there's something, there was something that I wasn't doing or, or maybe something that I was overdoing in my relationship, um, quote-unquote relationship with God prior to my spiritual awakening. And, you know, my, my focus then was what was my will for God? And the spiritual awakening for me is the transformation in my thinking that it's not what is my will for God. It is what is God's will for me. And that is like, a, I mean, it is a 180 degree turn. You know, my relationship with God prior to recovery was so um, lopsided and one-sided. My, my thinking went like, how could it not be God's will that, you know, fill in the blank? You know, whatever it is that I wanted, how can it not be God's will? How can it not be God's will that I be thin? How can it not be God's will that I enjoy all the cheesecake I want to eat? How can it not be God's will? And of course, you know, I would give God orders um, or I would make deals with God and say, God, you know, if I do this, please do that for me. Or God, I've been a good girl. Give me my reward. And it didn't work that way, right? Like my, my life wasn't working on that, on that premises. It was only after I thoroughly um, cleaned house um, and I saw how selfish and dishonest and self-seeking and fearful I had been in the running of my life and, in, in, I guess, in a way, in the bossing of God around. I mean, if you can believe that, how, how um, moronic that sounds now that I hear it, uh, as I said, on the line. You know, like, of course it didn't work. You know, life only works when I focus, okay, what is God's will for me? How can I serve God and how can I help others? And that transformation was not possible until I put the food down and I went to the steps according to the big book because that's what allowed me to get myself out of my own way, you know, to abandon my old ways of thinking, to abandon my old ideas and acquire a new idea of God that truly, truly works, not only that helped me recover, but that is helping me live a life that is so happy, joyous, and free, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of challenges, and even when I don't get what I want, especially when I don't get what I want. Uh, and that is just the miracle of it. And it can happen to anybody, regardless of what their beliefs right. are coming into coming into these rooms. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Amy M.C. Hi, thank you. This is Amy M.C. calling from Massachusetts. Um, I'm just so grateful for all the shares this morning, and this paragraph is just so rich. Um, for me, when I came into the rooms, I, I remember um, going to my very first OA meeting and hearing the word God and then being referred to as higher power, and it being such a shift in my mind. I had grown up um, going to church and in a religion, but when I was, you know, really at my knees and in this disease, I had given up on God because, as so many of us have shared, um, you know, I had prayed to be thin. I had prayed that God help me stop with the box or the bag, you know, just help me, God, throw it away. But there I would continue to finish it, you know, um, and then throw it away. Uh, so hearing this, hearing, relying on a power greater than myself, it just, 
it was an enlightening experience just to hear that and to um, to have that shift of thinking. No longer is it a religion that I'm that I'm relying on, you know, which is backed by people, um, but it's a power greater than myself. And um, you know, uh, again, for me, the willingness to be willing was such a concept. I mean, what was that? I, what is that? You know, I still, I still ponder it, and it's like, you know, okay, God, I'm turning it over to you. Again, what a concept. What is, who would have thought, you know, just admitting powerlessness, turning it over to a power greater than yourself, and having relief, and uh, working with others who, again, as um, someone mentioned, it doesn't matter their religious background, whether or not they even have one. But we all have a spirituality, and um, and that being the remedy for this disease. I apologize if you can hear that. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just so blessed and um, so honored that, uh, you know, I'm able to, to come to these meetings, admit my powerlessness, turn it over to God, and uh, continue to to have this release one day at a time. Um, so with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Amy MC. Julia C. Good morning. This is Julia C. Recovered in Maine. And um, I just love all the shares, and thank you for your service, moderator. And as I'm reading this paragraph, the part that I uh, jumps out at me is those having religious affiliations will find nothing disturbing to their beliefs or ceremonies. And um, coming into this program, I was affiliated with the church, and I um, tried to follow the tenets of that church to help others. And yet, as lots of people have shared, um, it wasn't enough to keep me from um, compulsively overeating. And now that I'm working the steps, I um, for me, I, I love um, – I love trying to reconcile the 12 steps to my my uh, religion, I'll call it, and it's it's wonderful to see that um, I'm adding things to my religion. I'm not finding it to be uh, that there's um I can't think of the word. So anyway, um, I I find that when I help people, it has to be as far as the food, it has to be helping people, fellow sufferers, and working the the tw- step 12. Um, so I think with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julia C. Candace B. Can you hear me? I hear you, Candace. Thank you. So, um, Candace B., um, recovered food addict and or compulsive overeater and food addict, ex-bulimic from, um, UK. And, um, Yes, I mean this. The, the whole thing around um, the spiritual experience is um, something that kind of transformed my thinking um, because I'd always I'd always been to church or, or uh, growing up as a child, but I had this very weird relationship with a with a very frightening God, and um, and, and all through the days of active. Um, uh, compulsive overeating, bulimia, all the rest of it. Um, I 
prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing happened. And so I obviously got, um, you know, a very uh, warped idea of, of, of what was involved. And then um, I won't go into too many details, but I, I did get abstinent for many years, but I had a very cult-like therapist who kind of became my god. And again, another scary person who was dominating, controlling and... Um, uh, uh, psychologically ab abusive and then finally breaking free from this person and finding um, uh, a 12 the 12 steps as part of um, OA um, and that you know having having put down the substance a while back you know that that took care of the allergy of the body um, and then I had to work on this obsession of the mind coming out from this person who had frightened and controlled me for so long I never had a chance to mature emotionally and then sort of like just those those words which are not, are not actually on uh, these bits just read but you know getting our own concept of a higher power um, was so freeing for me I didn't need to tie it to religion or anything anything else and then this the whole concept of turning my life and, and will over and and my thoughts and the and the difference it made to me to, from having this kind of like mad rambling head full of kind of like fear and full of resentments and full of um what are people trying to do to me and this kind of absolute victim mentality the whole time um, I, I was either sort of dancing around if somebody had praised me or absolutely floored if somebody had it, you know just slightly criticized me and so really my head was totally um utterly out of control until i realized that actually no it's you know you've got to that's that transformation is going to take place in my brain and is going to make to make a big difference to my thought processes and um and so really moment to moment now uh, i didn't have sort of like a uh, a bolt of lightning or anything like that but it's just in the continual practice and the continual um reliance on a power greater than myself to actually drive my thinking processes as well has enabled me to um find finally find this kind of freedom from the obsession of, of the mind which ultimately would have one day led me back to the food you know had i had i not you know without the influence of this controlling person who had become my god Finally, I found that um, a wonderful flowering relationship with um, just a gentle um, power greater than myself that enables me to keep a calm, rational brain. And as soon as I realize, uh-oh, my will's coming back in, I can ask my higher power to, to jump on in there, take the driving seat, and I can come along for the journey. And... Um, and for me, it, it's it's lovely to know that you know it doesn't necessarily have to be organised religion, um, because of my experience in the past. But at the same time, it enables me to be completely tolerant of of others and the way that they do theirs too. So, um, incredibly grateful for this program, and for all the service today. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Candice. Well, with one minute to spare. Um, this is Rebecca F., a compulsive overeater. I'd just like to share that I'm read, our reading impacted me this morning in pointing out my character defect of um, at times having some friction among us over religious matters, and it's just what I needed to hear to get me right-sized and uh, remember what the teachings are in this big book that um, 
it's no concern of mine what others um, choose to believe and how. And uh, with that, I'll pass. And we've come to uh, the time of our meeting where um, I'm to thank everyone. Thank you all so much for participating and sharing and doing service and um, listening. And I can tell you that the reference number for this meeting, which is today, Wednesday, April 19th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, is 9852. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Deb W. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, Deb W. recovered in Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass with him. Oops, excuse me. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. (laughs) 